It's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Sponsored by Taylor Made and the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Now, here's your host, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Members, friends, and players, good afternoon and welcome to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun, and I'll be here entertaining you on this Friday afternoon. Thank you for tuning in Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Mother, Mother Ocean, I've heard you call, wanted to sail upon your waters since I was three feet tall, you've seen it all, you've seen it all. Well, everybody, I hope you're enjoying that little Jimmy Buffett vibe this afternoon, and uh, I love that song, A Pirate Looks at 40. He just does such a great job in describing the situation is if you were a pirate, you know, maybe in 2020. I mean, I think we all kind of feel a little bit like a pirate these days. I love where he says, he goes, yeah, yes, I am a pirate. 200 years too late. The cannons don't thunder. There's nothing to plunder. I'm an over 40 victim of fate. Um, I think if you really kind of wind that back and you listen to that lyric, you'll know what I mean. And, uh, you know, we all kind of feel like an over 40 victim of fate just hanging around here, waiting and, and seeing what's going to happen next and, and doing our very best to be patient and trying to get back to things the way we know that we love them. And um, I just thought it was a cool way to kind of start the show this week and, and be thoughtful. And speaking of being thoughtful, I think, you know, it, it's time for a quick little PSA announcement here and just make sure that all of us are being thoughtful and staying at home and listening to the governor and spending the time with our families and our loved ones and just being patient with the situation. I know it's tough. You know, I, I, heck, I'm the New Jersey boy, born and raised. Uh, I like to go at 100 miles an hour, just like everyone else around here. But, you know, certainly uh, this opportunity to take a break and sit back has given me uh, a wonderful time with my family, which I very much appreciate, but also some time to spend uh, a moment or two in thought and come up with some new ideas for maybe the show or for the club and, and do all sorts of fun things. So when we do get back at it, we can uh, continue my role as the director of fun and maybe even take it next level. So, And, and speaking of next level effort, uh, we certainly want to throw kudos out to all of our healthcare professionals uh, nationwide, all over the globe, everyone, especially right here in the New York region between New York and Philly, um, everyone here in New Jersey taking care of everyone. Um, I mean, these people are just fearless. They're fantastic, and I can't say enough good things, and uh, I just want to let you know that I'm going to say to everyone else, please stay at home, let these people uh, do their job, and let them continue to succeed in everything that they do, and we all will be back to normal very soon. And, you know, speaking of normal, one of the things that I do every week in preparation for the show is that I love to read through the interwebs, as I love to call them, and try to find unique stories about the pop culture of sports. And right now, that has a lot to do with the pop culture of life. And I was scanning the web this week, and I was looking at one of my favorite sites, which is PGA.com. As a PGA member, I love to look there for interesting 
uh, stories about fellow professionals or what's going on in the world of golf. And I found a really cool story. And I mentioned this a little bit last week at the closing of the show, just briefly. Um, but, uh, you know, after further research, because this story had just kind of broke last Thursday, Friday last week, and, and I needed to do a little more digging. And, and I want to do a little bit more of a run on this story. And that is to our sponsors of this show, Springdale Golf Live, Summit Golf Brands. And, you know, the other day I was also watching Fox News and I came across the same story. So this is a big deal. And our friends at Summit Golf Brands and their creative director, Billy Dratty, are creating masks for healthcare providers, which is just an amazing uh, creative way to try to give back. And according to Billy, I mean, his quote there on the Bill Hemmer show on Fox News was that he's just trying to do the next right thing. And I think that's all something that we should consider. But, you know, as this, as this story took place and what I read on PGA.com was that there was a customer service agent in their office and they said, you know, isn't there a way that, you know, we could take our technology and help make masks because everyone knows that masks are in such dire need. And Billy started thinking about it. And this was about two weeks ago, the, where I read it said Thursday, March 19th. This is where the, the genesis of the idea began. And it took them about a week or so to get through prototype one and then prototype two. And then after they got through prototype two or three, they got it tested by first responders and they checked and made sure it was okay. So that way, by the time about one week later, which was just about the time of last week's show, they started to go into their Wisconsin production facility here in the USA and they started to just produce masks and make as many masks as they could. And they figured with their technology between zero restriction, which is, you know, your waterproof jackets and your very technical materials and the cotton that they have in Bee Drowdy that they can combine the two. And I mean, think about like just being really creative. And I, I talked about this last week. You know, one of the most creative times in all of history was the Great Depression. So when there was a lot of creative time for people and during their, that pause of the Great Depression, you know, that they could come up with these wonderful ideas. Well, this is happening all over again. So, you know, big salute out to Summit Golf Brands, our show sponsor, for all of their hard work and coming together and making this happen. And they've already produced over a thousand masks and they're handing them out to first responders in the Wisconsin area near their production facility. And they're going to continue to do it. And if you're interested more in what happened here in the Summit Golf Brands story and the creation of these masks for first responders, then, uh, you know, go online to check out PGA.com or uh, you can go to Google and search for the Bill Hemmer show on Fox News and and uh, type in Billy Dratty. And, uh, you know, big, big kudos to the whole creative team there for pivoting and going and doing something. And, you know, we interview people here on all the time. And we talk about how they had a change in their focus in their life, and then all of a sudden their story just explodes. And, uh, you know, I, I hope nothing but the best for our sponsor, Summit Golf Brands, because they're truly doing something um, really, really good here for the community. And I, I think it's truly an example to follow. And, and speaking of being good in the community, you know, there's another group that I want to talk about, and that's your uh, Philadelphia 76ers and your local NBA franchise. I know we don't get to see them play, but they've been busy, and they have donated uh, over a six-figure sum to a Philabundance, which is a Philly charity, to do a couple of things. One of the things they're going to do is they're going to create 20,000 boxes of food, which they estimate will help feed about 160,000 people. 20,000 boxes of food from the 76ers, and that's going to help feed 160,000 people. And that's, that's obviously very important right now is to feed everyone, 
and to ensure that everyone can remain healthy as possible. But another cool thing that they're doing is that they're also donating the funds to get 10,000 Chromebooks for kids that are in the Philly School District that don't have the means at home to learn online or to take online school, so they don't have a computer at home. So they're going to donate 10,000 Chromebooks to Philly school kids so that way they can continue their online schooling. And, you know, what a tremendous story that is. I mean, I, I think that you know, everyone's stepping up in different ways. And whether you're a little company like Summit Golf Brands and doing everything you possibly can, or you are just a large institution in this community and in the city of Philadelphia, like the 76ers, you know, setting just such a great example like that. I know locally, some of the country clubs have been, you know, taking donations and, you know, different school districts and the way everyone is just coming together, I, I think is just a fantastic story to lead with today. And, you know, certainly if you want, hit me up on social media if you know of any local stories that you'd like to get more press or you'd like to get that story out there. Uh, I'm happy to talk about these uh, for sure because, I mean, it for for me in particular, I, I just think it's really inspiring that uh, as I don't have anything to plunder currently as a pirate sitting at home and I don't have any tournaments to run, I, I just love reading about all the good things that people are up to and that they're trying to do and that they're trying to set an example for all of us to follow. So uh, they're staying at home and they're helping their fellow citizens. So kudos to Summit Golf Brands and certainly to the 76ers and everyone else that's out there doing their very best to try to help push through you know, this time of change and uh you know we'll see what happens next week uh i would love to hear some of these stories so hit me up now speaking of other stories and we've been talking about this for a couple weeks is that you know when will sports return and there's this been been this big question mark that's been out there and we just don't know and all we do is we hear about so this week at one point they said the open championship or what you know i grew up knowing as the british open uh was the next big tournament in golf to fall, and they actually said for this one that it was canceled, and then they came back and reported a day later that, no, we're just going to postpone it. And certainly we love the idea of postponing something for a 2020 major rather than coming out and just saying that we're going to cancel something because that would have been one of the first ones that they said that was a major that they would have canceled. So I'm excited that they kind of rephrase that into a postponement. Um, but, you know, there's still kind of just been this, like, question mark and this kind of, like, cloud out there. It's like, okay, well, when will this all start again? And everyone kind of keeps speculating. And, and, and no one's really taken the first step to kind of be that glimmer of hope to say, like, hey, we're going to draw a line in the sand and we're going to try to do something. And, of course, we're going to be as safe as possible. We're going to protect the athletes. We're going to protect the fans. But we all realize that we would love to have some of our fantastic professional sports drama with which to all kind of come together as a community and as fans, uh, depending on whatever side you're rooting for, whatever athlete you're rooting for. But, you know, we all are kind of looking forward to that moment. And, you know, in thinking about this, it's, it's kind of interesting that, you know, sometimes some of the largest events, whether it would be maybe the Masters or the NBA season, it's very difficult to try to take something that's that large and has that many moving parts to try to maybe draw a line in the sand and say when you're going to do it. But, you know, I got to give credit to the USGA because just this morning a story has broken where the U.S. Women's Open has been given a postponement date. So the original date of the U.S. Women's Open was supposed to be June 4th through the 7th, and it was going to be played at Champions Golf Club down in Houston, Texas. So 
Obviously not going to happen June 4th through the 7th. So the USGA comes out and says, you know what? The 75th Women's Open is going to be played December 10th to the 13th in 2020. So there you go. That, to me, is a very cool thing because now we finally have an event that's on the calendar. Someone has said, you know what? We believe that we can run a safe event in December in Houston, Texas. They, they didn't put together all the parameters, whether or not they'd be fans let in or whatever. They, you know, they're, they're just Right now, they're just saying is that we've picked a date for this, and we're going to run this event then. And to me, I think that that is just a tremendous piece of news and something that I wanted to certainly let all of you know. And it just happened this morning. But the idea that someone has finally said, and I, and I think that a lot of people, uh, you know, from what I read, whether it's online or Sports Business Journal, and it's so many of these companies and leagues, we're all kind of looking toward one another for the opportunity of who's going to be the first person to say, hey, we're going to run another professional sporting event. And here you go. The USGA steps up, uh, one of the worldwide leaders in sports, and they say, hey, we are going to make an attempt and we're going to schedule an event for December 10th through the 13th, 2020, and it's going to be the 75th Women's U.S. Open. And, you know, I think this might just open the floodgates. I I think this is going to present an opportunity for other leagues and or situations to kind of start to change and start to schedule things and start to give us an idea of what that calendar is um, going forward. You know, I know that they picked a date for the Olympics in 2021 and, you know, they're, they're trying to move all of those things that they can into next year. And, you know, that's very cool too, but we're, we're still, you know, looking toward that first uh, comeback sports event of the 2020 year. So, you know, kudos to the USGA for stepping up and, stepping out there and drawing a line in the sand and saying, hey, folks, we're going to try to run this event then. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, if they're ready to run the U.S. Women's Open in December, then that certainly means that they are strongly thinking about what they're doing with the U.S. Open uh, that was going to be played at Wingfoot. And, uh, you know, these things are going to start to fall into place. And there's there's so many moving parts that are involved with something like this. Because when you start to talk about moving uh, the men's U.S. Open to the fall and it's on Fox and there's generally football on Fox in the fall or could be World Series time of year and there's Fox baseball. I mean, folks, there's just so many things to consider. So, you know, as they kind of develop this plan and on all of these different leagues are working together, I I think that it's it's, uh, a really nice sign of hope and excitement to uh, have the USGA come out and announce this this morning. So great job by them. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see what uh, what's going to happen next in the world of sports. And, you know, speaking of the world of sports, and we'll talk about this in the next half, but uh, there's another golf rumor that's going on out there about a certain rematch that might be coming down the line. So we'll see what's going to happen there. Hey, folks, it's 3.15 p.m. here in Princeton. And another, a quick reminder to stay safe and stay home and pay attention is paying it forward. That's for sure. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920 of the Jersey. Be back in a moment with some interesting golf news. I feel like I drown. Gonna hit up town. 
The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. Rich in distinguished history for nearly 125 years, Springdale Golf Club and its members have been beautifully making their mark as the best golf and social experience in our region. Our impact in the industry does not stop there. Did you know about the benefits that extend beyond the boundaries of the club through its agreement with Troon Purvey, the private club operating division of Troon Golf Management? Springdale's walkable and superbly conditioned William Flynn design course, now combined with Troon's operational expertise, are taking the club to the next level in our commitments to the member experience. Just announced as a significant expansion to the Troon Purvey Privileges Program. This Vanguard service initiative includes enhanced golf and lifestyle benefits that extend far beyond the fairways. For more information about our club and all the incredible moments being made at Springdale Golf Club and through Troon Purvey, please take a visit of our website at www.springdalegc.org forward slash Troon Purvey. Let's get back on course as Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You're listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. When I was six years old, I broke my leg. I was running from my brother and his friends. There's a great beat here in this Ed Sheeran song, Castle on the Hill. Tasted the sweet perfume of the mountain grass I rolled down. This puts me in such a great mood. And, you know, I'm also in a great mood because I got a text from my friends at Golf Week during the commercial. So you're not going to believe what I'm going to announce in the second segment. But for now, wherever you're listening, if you're on a walk, you're on a run, you're at home, you're on your couch, hop up. And I've not seen Enjoy this. Wade, let's just turn it up. It's Director of Fun Time. You know, I tell you, music is just the absolute, ultimate, ultimate, um, feel-good sort of mood-setting, universal language of just, you know, how to have a good time and to change your mood, and I just I just love a good song like that, and then that's why the show, Springdale Golf Live, has always been surrounded by such great tunes from such great artists over the years, and, you know, we start out with a little Jimmy Buffett and a little kind of fun vibe on the boat today, and then just that hard-pounding beat there by Ed Sheeran, you know, you just feel like a kid again, just running around with your friends and having the time of your life, and I just uh, I just love a little good music, and uh, I hope you all do too. And, you know, one, one thing else you all love is last week I got a lot of feedback from the rapid-fire Q&A that we sent out to all those PGA professionals and some of the answers, and everyone really loved all, all the Caddyshack characters and, and the real names from the movie, like the locker room attendant, Smoke Porterhouse, or the... Uh, cat, the caddy master, Lou Loomis, 
you know, it just it uh, pretty amazing. And you know, through all of that, there was only one guy, which which surprised me. Of all those responses, only one guy said Bill Murray's ca- character, uh, Carl Spackler, which was which was pretty funny. But I'm glad you all enjoyed that so much so that I've gotten so much feedback. I'm, I'm going to write something about that, and I'll throw it up on social media and LinkedIn. I'm going to write a little article on that. I love to write. I uh, haven't written enough lately, so I'm definitely going to do some writing and put that up there and and try to form some uh, other entertainment for those that follow Springdale Golf Live and enjoy what it is I have to say. And speaking of something that I have to say, I know I mentioned this as we were coming out of break, that I received a text from a good friend of mine at Golf Week, and he was listening to the opening of the show, and he heard me discussing the calendar changes and the story going on about the Open Championship, and he gave me some information that one of their insiders, Eamon Lynch, had written an article about, and he just wanted me to further uh, talk to everybody about all the positive news that are coming out of the PGA Tour and the Allied Associations of the Masters and the USGA and the PGA of America about how they're formulating this new fall major plan. So stay tuned for that. But for, first of all... Um, one of the things I'm really excited about, and I and I talked about this in the first segment as I was closing, is that everyone's just kind of yearning for something to to take advantage of watching, and they haven't seen any professional sports now in almost three weeks. So there's this rumor circling around that started on social media where someone said there should be a rematch between Tiger and Phil, and Phil actually responded and said, yeah, I think you're right. So the person said, well, you know, you can't joke around because we don't have any sports right now. So Phil, is this for sure? And he said, you know, you can count on me. Well, this thing has kind of developed and it's turning into the rematch or match number two where they're trying to get Tiger and Phil at a location in order to have a rematch from the famed first match that they had back in 2018 out in Vegas. And to make it even better, um, as so many have said, you know, some people were critical of the first match. I thought it was it was very entertaining, but I also thought I was one of those people that said, you know, it'd be great if they had an undercard or there was more people involved to try to watch while there was so much dead time between the shots and everything. So they're talking about that they're going to add two more people to the mix, and one of them is Tom Brady, and the other one is Peyton Manning. And both of those guys have a similar handicap, so uh, if you split them up, and you split up Tiger and Phil, they haven't announced who would be on what team yet, but stay tuned for this because I think that putting something like this together could be an amazing opportunity, and it would probably be the most watched sporting event outside of maybe like a World Cup final that you could ever imagine. I mean, there'd be way more people tuned in than there would be for a Super Bowl, and that would be fantastic for golf, but they still have to put together, you know, can all four of these guys do it? What would be the safest possible way to do it? When would they do it? Where would they do it? And then most importantly, where would the money go that they would raise by doing this? And what charity needs the money the most? And you know, where, how can they turn this opportunity into just a tremendous, tremendous positive return on putting together such a cool idea? Um, which got me thinking, you know, I was like, if you were going to have a match, and we got to select whoever we wanted to and put our own foursome together. Would we want to have like Patrick Reed versus Kevin Kisner and then a couple of celebrities? You know, those two guys don't get along too well. Or maybe like the Rory Brooks. 
whole you know competition for world number one and the way they go back and forth how they kind of act like neither one bothers them but you know at the same time they're one and two in the world and then maybe you could pair them up with two good athletes that are very good at golf like Steph Curry and Tony Romo so you could have Rory and Steph versus Brooks and Tony Romo imagine you know you'd have the NBA the NFL the PGA Tour covered there two of the best players in the world you bring them together the same thing with the Tiger Phil Peyton Tom Brady match you know you have the NFL fans and then there's no sports on right now you could bring this whole thing together and you can do a tremendous you could pass on so much tremendous goodwill to everyone and you could do so much good for golf and giving it exposure I mean beyond everyone's wildest imagination. So hopefully they can put something like this together and they can they can really run with it and they can really raise a lot of money for a good cause. And I know, I know I'd be tuned in and we'd be talking about it and uh, it would be great because then we wouldn't have to watch, you know, the reruns for golf for, you know, the next couple of weeks and uh, uh, continue to have to find ways to entertain ourselves. I mean, next week is Masters Week, folks, and I promise we'll do something special for the show. We'll get a guest on. We're, we're going to have some fun next week, and we're going to celebrate the Masters. And, and Masters Week is great because we can go through all the different Masters all week on the Golf Channel. We can watch the reruns and everything, and everyone loves that. But week in and week out, whether we're at Harbor Town or anywhere else, I mean, watching the 2016 version, uh, we, we want to see some live golf, and I think these matches are a tremendous idea. I mean, it sure beats out Tiger King. There's no doubt about that uh, as far as theater goes. So hopefully we can turn that off and we can turn on some golf very soon. Now, getting back to my little teaser coming out of the break. Uh, during the break, I got a good friend over at Golf Week, and he was listening to the first half of the show, and he hit me up, and he said, hey, you've got to look at this article real quick that Eamon Lynch wrote just the other day, I believe just yesterday, where he talks about how the the different powers that be in golf are getting together, and they're really starting to make some hard-nosed decisions about what they're going to do with the fall schedule. I mean, this is this is breaking news to me, so as we put all this together, bear with me, but Basically, it goes back to the Open Championship decision. If they stay in July, which it seems like they're not going to do, that they definitely want to postpone, then that event may go to mid-September. If they don't go to mid-September and they cancel, then that's where they're targeting to put in Wingfoot and the U.S. Open. So September and Wingfoot, depending on the decision by the RNA and their hosting of the Open Championship, so we'll see what happens there. If not, you're going to have two weeks in a row in September where you go Wingfoot into the Ryder Cup. The Ryder Cup stays in its slot in the last week in September. First week in August, they're looking to go back to San Francisco, PGA Championship in Harding Park. So now we're going to, looks like we're going to get back to on tour about when I said, when I, when I did my little calendar, um, prediction three weeks ago we talked about maybe around july 4th they now have the olympics week off so they could slate in an event that maybe like the memorial or something special that they wouldn't have normally had the opportunity to do because the olympics were there but they can do that now so they look like they're going to start the tour maybe sometime right there in july by early august pga championship san francisco harding park then fedex cup finish the fedex cup roll right into either the Open Championship or Wingfoot right there. If Wingfoot doesn't get placed there the week before the Ryder Cup, then Wingfoot, the USGA, they're looking into 
for the U.S. Open, a Western venue that they could possibly go to in October, but more on that in a second. Then you fast forward, the, it looks like the week of November 9th, they're talking about the Masters, so it's no longer Columbus Day. It looks like that didn't work out. Um, course conditions, etc. they're going to push it back towards November. So now we've got the Masters taking place, which gives all of October somewhere in there to slate the U.S. Open. So it looks like we could still get at least three of the four majors in and Ryder Cup sitting in the spot where it was. This is really cool stuff. Um, you got to read this article by Amy Lynch. Uh, thanks to our friends at Golf Week, and thanks for the text uh, alerting me to all of this. And then the PGA Tour, will they have a wraparound season? Who knows? They, they may just take a break in order to try to make sure all of these other events can happen. And then on the weeks in between, that they can still have the tournaments that they had scheduled originally. But, um, folks, this is really exciting stuff that they're putting all this together. Uh, the sources that Eamon had, they, they didn't want to give their names, but they said this is, this is getting very close to some concrete stuff. So stay tuned. Next week is Masters Week. I think with the Masters, they would love, you know, Augusta National Golf Club. They love to um, just grab everyone's attention when they can. And if it's Masters Week, if they came out and said, we know when we're going to have it, and it's going to be November 9th, that week there, I, I think that everyone would be super happy. So, you know, uh, more on this to come. More on this to come. I'm going to read through it more, and, and we're going to get into it next week. That's about it for today. I mean, it's just what an amazing show. Some great music. Uh, some great information. Just all sorts of fun stuff today. So before I send you over all to Doug Gottlieb, you know I got to take this moment and I got to thank our sponsors, our supporters, because they are with us. So I can't thank our friends at TaylorMade Golf and the New Jersey Golf Foundation and, of course, Summit Golf Brands and all that they're doing for the first responders with the making of the masks and that story. Remember, go online, check them out, follow them on social media. They're putting up all sorts of cool pictures about what they're doing. Great awesome, awesome job there, folks. Our sponsor, Summit Golf Brands, and of course F.H. Wadsworth. Well, folks, I also have to thank Wade Weezer, my man on the board, the Springdale Board of Governors, Troon Golf Management, and most importantly my listeners. Keep tuning in. Next week's Masters Week, we're going to make it a special one. So folks, I'm staying home. I hope you do as well. So from my house to yours, and of course everywhere online, may you all have a Springdale day. This has been Springdale Golf Live with Keith Stewart. Keith returns to the team next Friday afternoon at 3 